This is Sad Boy Radio. What up, what up, what up? Thank you guys for watching this Sad Boy Radio. Welcome back. Today I got a very special guest, uh, somebody that is very influential in Chicago, and he goes by the name of Nico. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. My name is Nico Primo. I make music uh, out of the West Side, uh, Pilsen to be exact. Um, I've been doing it for three years now. Um, yeah, I know we connected through through rivers and shit. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, how I got yeah. the slackers and shit. That's how I met him nah, too. Nah, yeah, nah. I know that's my homie's cousin, so that's dope that we were able to connect off that. So my happy birthday to him too. Today's his oh, birthday. Yeah, it's his yeah. birthday, right? Yeah, today's his birthday. Shit, happy birthday! I actually had hit uh, Nico up earlier. I was trying to get a fucking shirt to rep on the fucking show, my ass, because obviously I rep uh, merch every fucking weekend. This one's Anwell and Osuna, so shout out to them. But yeah, man, uh, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. And if you just want to give people a little background about you, you know, you come out the West Side. Uh, tell them how you got involved with Slackers and what made you start making music. So I can start from the, the music. Um, so I was going to college at Loyola. I went for one year after I left Jones College Prep downtown. Um, and after that one year, I was just like, I don't know, I wasn't feeling school. I was like sitting in class, like designing merch, just like thinking about music. And just my mind wasn't there. And then I had like a moment where I, I'd be telling everybody the moment that really hit me was I used to work in an office, basically where you would get sent up. Like if you got in trouble, I used to work like the front desk. Um, and the lady one day was like during the, like the summer going into my sophomore year, I was going to move in. Like I was, I was committed. And then we were just watching the kids graduate. And she was like, that's going to be you in three years. And I was like, after she left the room, I was just sitting there and I was like, all I was thinking was like anything else but that. So I was just like, I can't do this. So like, I ended up just leaving school. Like I have a, obviously a Latino mom that they're like, you know, they want school. They want like that, that like pathway. So when I came to my mom, like I just asked her, like, give me a year. Cause going into it, I had no idea like how to get in the studio, how to do anything. I was just like off, just like this gut feeling in my stomach of being like, let me just like do this. Cause a big thing too for me was like, I didn't want to regret. Like, I feel like a lot of people, they kind of settle for stuff sometimes. And then you, you know, you wake up like 30 some years old with a kid and you're unable to like chase after goals, obviously cause responsibilities happen. But it was like, for me, it was like, I'd rather chase that goal be able to tell like my kids, my grandkids, like I at least tried, then be like, you know, that old person that's just like, I could have done this, I could have done that. So yeah, I, I I left Loyola. I honestly, the first thing I did was I went to the music garage, which or not the music garage, the uh, guitar center. I went there, um, met a, I just ended up buying some equipment. The guy that was at the like when I was going to pay, he told me he had a studio somewhere like up north of like the blue line and i was going there like to start off for a little bit and then one day he got shut down because comet came for like the old business that used to be there but then i guess said when they got there they were like like what the fuck are y'all doing and when they got there they were like half recording half like building the rest of the studio so they literally were like like y'all can't do both like y'all gotta shut down and so they shut them down so at that moment i was just like i just got started i just started figuring out music so i'm like fuck where do i go from here and Kind of where I flipped was, uh, I'm a big fan. I don't know if you know who Smino is. He's a uh, he he he's an artist from around here. So I've definitely heard of him. Yeah. So a friend of mine in college had introduced me to his music, and his manager runs this studio called Classics. Um, they're they're on the west side too. So I just like being a fan of his music, finding out about that. I went on their website and just booked the session through there. 
And then the same dude that I ended up working with, his name's Cole Krugel. I've been working with him basically this whole time. So that's really like the origin of how I got into it. Um, the Slackers thing happened like maybe like a year, year and a half into it, where, I, you know, me and my manager, Marquise, we were just like two kids kind of figuring it out, just kind of trying stuff out, doing different stuff, like figuring out how to, you know, make music, put it out, shoot videos. And it wasn't until, I don't know, finding out about this recently that I had an um, interview at UIC, and a homie of mine, his name Cece, he's a DJ. He these days? days, yeah. So he he found me. I had a separate interview at UIC. He was at that time DJing at, U, at UIC. He put me on a lineup at uh, I don't know where Simone's is. I've never been around Pilsen. There's this bar called Simone. So they used to have like open mic nights, and he had me one day on there. And then David told me that he was just going through like the lineup, just listening to everybody's music. And I was like one of like, the last few people. And he told me the first song he heard he didn't like. So <laughs> that's what he was. But um, I have this song called Bando Bash, which is one of like one of my early songs that like got me a lot of like traction throughout the city. And that one he really fucked with me. And at that time I was getting ready to drop another project, and I had a song called Hoodie on there. And just me and him, he literally had just had hoodies coming out, and we kind of just like came together on like a little like promo video of his. And then from there, just like he's been a really good tool of like somebody. He's been doing clothes for like ten years, ten plus years. And Dave, right? Yeah, Dave, yeah. So David Slacker, he's been doing clothes for a long time. So having somebody that has like like a background and just like being like a indep like independent, like doing stuff on your own, like learning like – because I feel like there's a lot of similarities between like you do podcasts, you do clothes, music. A lot of stuff has a lot of like similarities in how you do stuff. So like just being able to like have somebody that I can kind of bounce ideas off of, like get some feedback from has been like super useful. Plus I got introduced to like – the the uh, the east side of Chicago that I had like I like driven through as like a kid but I never had like no connection to where like my videographer who shot a lot of my videos he's from there a lot of my homies that do clothes they're from over there like I met Rivers just from being over there so I've been able to make like a ton of connections that I probably wouldn't have been able to so that's like the long version of that but yeah hey there you go I mean it's always helpful to know people and Chicago's yeah. such like small. a small place bro it's so fucking crazy because you mentioning C's days like I've met him like we don't really know each other like that but I met him and I know like one of my really close friends is like a fraternity brother of his oh, okay. so like yeah. it's just crazy how everybody knows everybody because then he knows uh Cooley yeah cool yeah that's yeah. the homie too yeah yeah we know him too so a lot of this a lot of those their whole little group yeah I've been able to like the last the last like this summer I really like gotten to know a lot of those guys and just like like you know they're I've noticed with them like they they be a lot of like the same like you know they DJ a lot of the same places and then they know a lot of different DJs so a lot a big thing for me this summer has been like trying to get to know a lot of DJs and hopefully just have them because I feel like DJs are a lot of like the lifeblood of what gets like songs going and like you know you can kind of share music without even like being there when DJs are playing this so I've been really like trying to get to know them get cool with them grow that relationship and then you know hopefully that that grows and they're able to like play me at all these different events a lot of them like they they're a part of different events like michelada fest um the homie m doc he he's a part of running that like a lot of them they run those a lot of those events and stuff yeah so yeah he was he was performing at that one so i know he got that one through knowing m doc so just literally like you said like we've learned that it's just like who you know really like it helps you out a lot and it, and it makes like a huge difference to like what you're able to you know reach and meet new people and you never know who you might meet that connects you to this other person that takes you to this whole other place and shit. Facts. Yeah, bro. I mean, that's really like the lesson of 2021, I guess. Uh, 
I've met a lot of people. I've had a lot of people come through onto the show, which I really appreciate you coming on. I've had a lot of people come through that it's like, I never thought I would meet these people, like, yeah. ever. <laughs> like, did I ever think I'd run into a reggaeton artist from Chicago and, you know, be able to interview him? No. Yeah. Did I think I'd interview a V5 DJ? No. Yeah. Like, all Who's this shit. Who's a V5 DJ? Uh, Mayhem. Oh, okay. I, thought was, I know Duna, he's like Narc, Narc, or something like that. He has a name about that. I met him, I met him a couple I times, think, though. I think I've heard of but him. But I know, yeah, he be, he be doing V5 stuff, too. And then our, our homie, I think his cousin is does some of the stuff over there too yeah it's a lot of people everybody bro <laughs> it's a lot of people that just do the same things yeah the city's just connected in such a different way it's really fucking crazy yeah but i i feel like as much as chicago does that i think that like we have that issue of like a lot of us are connected but we don't always like reach out like reach out to each other and like that's the biggest thing like for me like i really try to like i don't know just like if i can go and support somebody else like i've been trying to really go out to a lot of like people's dj sets just to like regardless if i want them to play my music just to like show support to them because i feel like if i'm asking somebody to play my music or to you know check it out and i'm not supporting you and what you're doing like that doesn't make any sense to me or like i have people that like they they want me to share their stuff but you don't share mine it's just kind of like a weird thing where it's like people don't want the people want to show love to get it back not to just like because i enjoy what you do and i feel like the, the more that we do that in chicago and the more we you know uplift each other and put each other forward like that's just gonna like elevate all of us and it's gonna make like a, a whole community that pushes us all forward and stuff but that's something that i feel like we're like kind of lacking but it, I, I see it kind of more and more people are starting to like change their minds about that and trying to like put more effort into that yeah bro it's just about people genuinely caring honestly yeah. like and that's what I love about doing this, you know. There's, like I said, there's so many people that I don't know. I know them yeah. through somebody else, and you know they're still willing to hop on. You know, yeah. even if you gotta reschedule, you know, I still appreciate the time that yeah. you took out of the day to fucking come out here. You know, yeah. because yeah. at the end of the day, you don't have to. You know, a anybody could be like, I don't fucking know you. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Like, so, I mean, I. That's why I also, I just love this, bro, because. I love music. Yeah. I, I just love being able to hop on here and talk about music. And yeah. sometimes it's draining. When when your passion becomes a job, yeah. it becomes draining. But then, you know, there's just one of those moments, one of those days where you're down and you're like, damn, I remember why I fucking love yeah. this because it just uplifts you. You know, I, I feel that way with music because sometimes, like, focusing on, like, the business part and, like, sometimes it can make the music, like... Like it just it just makes it yeah it makes it feel like work but like for me like shows actually being in the studio and like putting together a song is like the stuff that I'm like that's what like lets me know like all right like I'm supposed to do this like I, I genuinely like those are the moments I enjoy like being in front of it like for a while like I used when I was a kid I used to have like terrible stage fright but like now like get like now where I'm at it like doing this music now like I, I've started to just like be comfortable and uh, for me like recently like with shows and stuff I've I've noticed that like. As an artist, if you don't bring the energy, like, the room isn't going to, like, you got to, like, be so enthusiastic or just, like, bring the energy to the room where everybody feels comfortable. Because I get it. I mean, people come out. You know, everybody, like, is there. Somebody, like, alcohol definitely helps. But, like, I feel like as an artist, it's also your job to, like, when you bring that energy, when you, you, you like, when you're comfortable up there, the crowd, like, feels that. And then if when you're not or if you're up there, like, you know, fumbling, messing up, like, the crowd feels that, too. It's like the crowd really feeds off of, like, your energy. And if if you're not bringing that, like, the, the crowd's not going to be able to, like, feel that. So I, I've learned that a lot, like, recently, too. Thanks. You and your Pikachu, bro. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't bring him today because I was trying to carry him. But, yeah, that, that was something recently that um, off the EP I had a song called Pikachu. And then I've been a, a Pokemon fan since I was a kid. So that was something recently, like, with the project that 
even we were at um what was it joy and they let me in with them and it was just something that like i even honestly like now recently i've kind of it kind of is like a conversation starter and it's kind of something that like people just come up to you like i had a bunch of people that just followed me just because they were like and i had them take videos i'm like go ahead it's just something to like start conversations with and just like something to go with with it and like it was something that just popped in my head recently that i was like i ended up walking to gamestop to, to buy his ass because I, I got him on amazon but they were on some bullshit telling me like i did like the two-day shipping and then they were talking about like it was gonna either be the two days or like a month and i was like i don't know how like <laughs> it was correlate but i ended up canceling that i went to go grab him but yeah I don't even know how you got into joy with that, but you know. No, look. So I I pull up in the Uber. I look at the the security dude. We both look at each other, and I like we had a moment where I looked at him and I was like, "Hey, bro, like you gonna let me in? We let me here with him." And he literally was he was cool as hell. He was like, "There's people that walk in with like crazy outfits and suits." He's like, "Fuck, I care about like a Pikachu." And I was like, "Fuck it." I was like, "I'm about to bring him everywhere." <laughs> they didn't give a fuck. I was like, "All right, bet." It ended up being yeah. Trust me, I, I was pulling up like ah, this dude's gonna give me a hard time. It was like some. Tall ass white dude, I was just gonna give me a hard time, but he was cool. I was like, shout out to the the front dude at Joy. Dude was cool. He let me in with that. The, them dudes down at uh River North, they be strict as fuck, bro. Yeah, bro, that's why I was. I didn't think he was gonna let me do it. But. We went to Electric Hotel the other day. I don't even want to get into it. All right, bro. But yeah, moving on from all the club shit. <laughs> Today I wanted to talk about struggle. Uh, the first question I got for you: What does that mean to you? You know, to struggle. I say to to struggle. I think. A lot of times it's just like working at something. Like even when it's like not fun. I like like I, I'm not where I wanna be in music, but I think like now I, I try to like appreciate like the little stuff, like having shows, like having different events, having merch, like that stuff I didn't used to have. So like I think the struggle is like when you start off doing something and like there's nobody paying attention, like it's harder, like you gotta figure out everything, like that's that's those but I feel like the struggles were like is what makes you as like whatever you want to do like that's like you need that like i feel like motherfuckers that just go through life and get handed stuff they don't like know how to deal with adversity they don't know how to do when something comes up they can't they fumble and they don't know how to deal with that like i feel like as much as the struggle sucks like it's like a necessary thing i feel like like for people to like when you deal with stuff and struggle in a lot of ways like it just it if you embrace it i feel like it, it can make you better it's when i feel like people try to like fight it a little too much or like they think that like it's just you going through it or I, I feel like for me like what's helping me with struggling is just understanding like I'm not the only person that's going through something right now like there's people that probably got it or there's people that do have it way worse than I do so like kind of about like that's why I have the yin yang on my hand like having balance between like what's good and what's bad like in life and what's what's going well what's not and just knowing like as much as there's probably stuff that we could all focus on that's just bad going on in your life there's probably you know just as much or more like good things going on so it's just kind of like where your headspace is at and how you kind of deal with that for sure man i think about that a lot honestly like yeah. like you said there's always somebody going through something much worse than you and especially yeah. nowadays how the news is it's kind of fucked me up bro yeah everybody's struggling and it's like man what the fuck like <laughs> I, I don't know man i work in customer service so yeah. You know, when people come in and they're having a hard time, you know, sometimes I'll be like, man, I can't really help you out. Yeah. But then sometimes, like, you know what? Someone's probably having a much worse day than yeah, me. Yeah, let, let me be nice I, to this person yeah, for a I little bit. Yeah, I try to help yeah. them out, but, it's, it, you know, it's just sometimes it's like, leave me, <laughs> leave me the fuck alone, bro. To me, I don't know, struggle is, like, mentally, right? Yeah. Um, I have it written down here, you know, mental health and the state of mind you're in, it's, like, super important because 
when you have a good state of mind, when you're, when you, f- that's when you feel the most healthy, at least to me, you know, when I, I was probably in the best shape of my life, like last summer, right? Mm-hmm. And at that time, like everything just seemed much more clear. Everything seemed more positive. And that really helped me, right? Yeah. Because nobody really fucking teaches you how to fucking deal with so many different negative things in your life, right? Uh, something that we talked about uh, that you mentioned to me was anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've talked about it like early on in the show because that's when like my anxiety was like really bad. And I've just kind of learned like the triggers to avoid. Like yeah. like I was saying, caffeine, bro, caffeine fucks me <laughs> up. Like I'll be bouncing off the walls, fucking yeah. like going through it the rest of the day. Bro, it was like a week ago, I had like a cold brew from fucking Starbucks. I did not want to, bro, I I laid down on the floor for an hour and a half <laughs> not wanting to do shit because that shit just had me crash. Yeah, I'm like, bro. oh my fucking gosh. Yeah, I've, I've never been a coffee guy, luckily. I've never, I'd rather, I'll sleep through shit before I do some coffee. I'll be like, fuck it. I'll take that out. No, but yeah, and it reminds me of the song Deep Reverence by Big Sean, you know, when Big Sean says in high school. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, you've definitely heard it with Nipsey Hussle, bro. Uh, He says, in high school, I learned chemistry, biology, but not how to cope with anxiety or how I could feel like I'm by myself on an island with depression on all sides of me. When you when you break it down, bro, it's really that's the truth, right? Because nobody's teaching you how to cope with anxiety. Nobody's teaching you how to. Just go about life with feeling this mental struggle, right? I think in, like, the black and brown community, I feel like that's something that, like, parents, uncles, a lot of the people older than us, like, I feel like a lot of their issues were, like, not being open, like, to talk. Or we just come from, like, at least we're, like, Latinos. I know we come from, like, machismo. And that's something that, like, I feel like really hampers us because motherfuckers don't feel like they can, like, talk about how they're feeling, like, what's going on with them because of, you know, fear motherfuckers be thinking they solved or some shit. But I feel like that's, like... That hampered of feel like I, like I look at it like I got family that like I can see that in them that like that that need to have my cheese more that thing just like that eats in motherfuckers because they just don't know how to like share how to talk about what's going on with themselves and just like I feel like just getting it out like I feel like sometimes half the thing with like anxiety is just like like getting it out or just finding something like you said like working out like for me it really helps too like mm-hmm. whether it's talking about it getting it out music's been really good for me too like just to get stuff out but just finding different ways to just like deal with the anxiety or just finding what stuff that works for you like you said like stuff that, that that just helps you like center yourself and like come back to like the middle and you know it'd be all over the place sometimes because i know i'd be having that sometimes too no definitely meditation meditation's one good thing uh the other day i did go for a run like my ass was just sitting in my room fucking anxious as fuck and it was like 12 30 bro i'm like all right i can either go to sleep or i can go for a run so I was like, all right, fuck it, I'm going to go for a run. But but that's definitely a thing, you know, the machismo, because uh, my cousin, when I started this podcast, you know, he, I told him it was going to be Sad Boy Radio. He's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> He's like, why? He's like, that's a good idea. I don't like the name, though. How you feel about the name? I'm like, honestly, bro, like that really... I guess that just captures what the culture is now, right? Because people always fucking say that damn sad, sad boys, boy. uh, sad, sad boy, boy hours. <laughs> like that—that's what it is, bro. Yeah. And everybody would always tell me they're like, "Why are you always so sad? Why are you a sad boy?" I'm not even a fucking sad boy, bro. I just be chilling. I be on my own shit, like off to the side because you don't want everybody knowing your business. Yeah. What the fuck is that shit? I know I'm the I'm the same. I'm, I'm I be 
I feel like I'd be open with the people I fuck with, but it's like, you know, there's people that just would share with everybody and just not everybody's like that. But like you said, some people just don't, they don't think that way or they just look at shit differently, but that's for each person of their own. Hey, that anxiety be giving me trust issues, bro. <laughs> no, but for real though. but for that's real why, though. you know, that's why I think that bar with fucking Big Sean resonated yeah. with me so much because, you know, like he said, how could I feel like I'm, my, I'm by myself on an island with depression on all sides of me, right? Because at times there's people where you're in a room with them and it's like, damn, I'm still alone. Like, how many of these people really got my back? You know, how many of these people at the end of the day, if I didn't pop out or if I wasn't about that life, like, who's going to fucking check on me? You know what I'm saying? I feel like that goes to, like, I mean, any, anybody's head, I feel like that, that goes to them. But that's one of those things, I don't know. I feel like that's... That is my like. I feel like that's kind of kind of something healthy to have, like to be kind of like self-aware of your surroundings. Cause I feel like I like I know people that just like don't give a fuck and will hang out with whoever and do whatever. And like I hate people like that. Like that's just like they have no like self-awareness to who's around them. They don't really care. It's like you be hanging around with motherfuckers that you know that will do some shiesty ass shit to you. And it's just like I can never do that. But it's like you know. To each person their own. Everybody gonna move how they gonna move. But you can, I feel like I, I appreciate people when they do that because now I know, all right, bet, I'm not gonna fuck with you. Like, I know how motherfuckers are. You can kind of see how people are and how they move and shit. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you're fucking with somebody that's fucking with everybody. Yeah, be careful in that motherfucker. Watch that motherfucker. <laughs> Reevaluate who you're around. For real. So another question I had for you, bro. It was, how do you feel that's like any struggle with a mental health issue or your struggle with anxiety, how do you feel like that has helped you grow? I think it's helped me grow because I've had to, like, look inward a lot. Like, just, just like, ask myself questions. Like, music really helped me with that, too. Like, um, I have songs that, like, I've written and, like, I feel like I've gotten, like, a, a weight lifted off my shoulders or I get some, like, shit off my chest. And I feel like... Well, ask me a question again. So the question was, how do you feel your struggle with anxiety or any type of mental health condition? So whether it be, like... I don't know if you if you yeah. had ADHD, OCD, anything like that. How do you feel like it's helped you grow? Well, I, uh, I don't know if this counts, but I was dyslexic. I'm dyslexic. So when I was, I got diagnosed in kindergarten. So basically, all through school, I like I had that. So that for me really helped me, just because like I I've talked to my OG about this. Like it made me like have a work ethic from literally like a little kid. Like we're like just to kind of like keep up with like my peers. I had to, like, go to tutoring after school. Like, I had to do that extra mile. But, like, I think when I was a kid, I felt like, like, why? Like, it felt like a struggle because, you know, like, you spend eight hours in school and I got to spend another one and a half, you know, just catching up on what I didn't get at school. But it's, like, now being, like, 23 years old, like, I, I appreciate that way more, like, that 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 struggle just because it made me, like, a hard, like, it made hard work to most people seem, like, normal to me and it just made something that like I guess something that probably could have like or should have hampered me made me kind of like appreciate it more and feel like that's that's what made me like uh have more of a work ethic and just work harder at some and then like I feel like everybody's like we've all gone through like depression and phases of that and I feel like that's like again I feel like that's something that just like it makes you like look inward and kind of like question stuff about yourself and look into your past and not I feel like you never want to get stuck in the past never get stuck in the future but it's always good to like you know look at those things I feel like a lot of times you people just like move on from stuff that happens to them or stuff in their life and don't address it and 
you know, it can come back to you at any time. And I feel like it's just, I'd rather, like, I've learned to, like, just, I'd rather deal with some head on than try to, like, move around it. And I feel like that's just something that, like, that that's, like, either any of the struggles that I've had, just, like, going at it head on has, like, been a way better solution than just dancing around it. No, I feel you, bro. And I feel like, you know, you hit it on the head perfectly, but at the same time, like, it's complicated, right? Yeah. Because, like you said, you want to address issues that have happened, but then you also have to learn how to kind of forgive yourself, yeah, right? Yeah, let go. Yeah, let you gotta go you gotta let go and forgive yourself. You know, an artist I think about that really related to that was like Justin Bieber. You know, if you know the story, basically, you know, he did struggle with addiction. He had all this yeah. stuff going on. You know, I mean, yeah, he grew up in the spotlight. Young, yeah, being that young with all that money is <laughs> that's a hell of a thing right there. <laughs> but in the song Monster, you know, he says. I had a chip on my shoulder, had to let it go because unforgiveness keeps them in control. And, you know, when you think about it, when you when you don't forgive yourself, you're holding on to the idea of you'll get closure somewhere else or the idea you will get the forgiveness from somebody that, you know, maybe won't offer it. And you got to learn to be okay with that. You got to learn yeah. to be okay with basically loving yourself before you can move on, move past yeah. it because that, that to me is a struggle, right? Yeah. Because if you did hurt somebody, that I think that part of my anxiety comes from that, right? Thinking about the people that maybe I don't have the best relationship with or having to deal with that shit, right? Yeah. Because even though I prefer to handle issues straight up, like, if so, once something happens, like, I'm either going to deal with it and be like, all right, cool, or I'm just not. I'm not going to deal with yeah. it because I'm not going to deal with somebody who doesn't want to fix an issue, right? Yeah. Why the fuck am I going to go back and try to, like... It's kind of like you're begging, but yeah. you, why would the fuck would I beg somebody to forgive me when I tried fixing an yeah. issue in the first place? Right? That's where you got you to gotta put yourself first and just be like, I did it, you put it out there, and then, you know, they can either go with it or you move on. I, I feel you 100%. You got to let it go, bro. I think that's been a common theme for a lot of these podcasts, low-key, yeah. where it's like... You know, you hop on, you talk about your fucking feelings, and then you let it go. Like, yeah. it, it really be like that. <laughs> no, that's how, like I said, like, I, I have songs where, like, either I've written it, like, written it out or going to the studio and, like, listening to it. Like, like I said, it feels like a weight lifted off my shoulders where I get something out where, like, I leave the studio and I'm like, you know, you feel better about it. Where, like, you're just able to get it out. And, I was, like, for me, it's, like, it's in song form where I can, like, kind of, like, and then sometimes yeah, I've been listening to the song and it kind of have certain songs that, like, take me back to stuff in my life that, like, like um, not the, I know we probably getting deep, but um, so my dad uh, he was an alcoholic um, for like some of my like uh during like my high school years, and I have a song that I wrote about um taking I used to take the 47th Street bus from Hyde Park all the way to 47th California, and so basically we used to he used to drive home drunk and like on some wild shit, and I wrote a song basically like about like the anxiety I used to get taking the bus knowing that like. I'm basically headed over there to just take some wild ass ride to go home. But like, I like that's something that like I'd I'd had since I was a kid, and I like remember like when I put that song out, like I just it felt like so much better to just like get it out, and it was just something that, like having like experience just putting it out there in like a song and just like then listening to it and it kind of take like every time I listen to it, it takes me to that place of like being a little kid, like being I was like in eighth grade and like taking the bus and just like knowing that feeling and just like that. I feel like just that's something that like. As much as it hurts sometimes to do, I feel like that's something that's like that's beautiful. For sure, bro. And putting that into art form, you know, yeah. that's 
that's what makes it better. I know exactly what you're talking about in terms of, you know, you made a song and you can literally remember the night you made that shit and the feeling that came from that, you know. Uh, I don't even got that many songs. I got like three with like one verse on it. But each of those songs, I remember, you know, what was going on in my life at that time, the moment that, you know, we put it down. And I'll go back and listen. I'm like, damn, I was going through it. Or or like, damn, you know, it's so cool to be able to like hear it, you know, because a lot of people don't get that opportunity. And, you know, for you to be able to express that, I've talked about it before, you know, you can be so vulnerable in your art and a lot of people will not hear what you're saying. Yeah. They'll just kind of listen to it and be like, damn, that's dope. Yeah, no, yeah, th- there's a lot of that too. But even like like you said, like I have I have music since like 2018 that like sometimes I go back and like it's crazy to see like, you know, mo- like you said, you go back to those moments in time where like you know, that music is and it's just kind of crazy to like to look at like, even like for me, it's been kind of growth. Like I look at a lot of ways of just like how I've been able to like you know, grow, not just, like, music-wise, but just as, like, a person from, like, a lot of that, that's what's dope with, like, because I have, like, a lot of different projects. Like, I can go to, like, certain projects and think about, okay, I was doing this during this time. Like, this was going on in my life, and it's just kind of cool to, like, have stuff like that that you can look back on and, like you said, just go into that, like, moment in time and, like, remind yourself, like, okay, this is going on and kind of puts you in that that place again. You know, I just watched the documentary of Romeo Santos, right? And I he, heard about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the one on HBO Max. So in the fucking movie, he talks about how each song he makes, he wants to feel that feeling of when he made Obsession, right? Yeah. It's not it, because people, because here's the thing, you know, he said, I want to make music like that, not music that I, that is similar to it because obviously as an artist, you grow, but I want to have the same feeling I had with that addicting. song as every single song I make. Because, you know, that's his first hit. Yeah. And if you know, like, that song wasn't even supposed to, it leaked. It mm-hmm. leaked early. So know, that's, that's they, crazy. they had, from what he explains on the movie, I already knew this, but they made a four-track EP or something, and they just gave it to their close friends, right? You know, they d- didn't have an intention of putting it out at that moment. Yeah. And I guess the song leaked, and that's their fucking biggest song ever, or, you know, the song that everybody knows, you know, Son Las Cinco La Mañana, like, what the fuck? Even like you said, though, it's like, kind of when you said it's like, I know for, like, artists, I feel like that's, like, a, an addicting thing, where, like, when you make a song you really like, and you know that it's like, one, it's like it becomes one of those things where you just, like, you want to get that feeling again. Like, when you, when you make a song that you're like, man, this is it right here, like, it's just like that feeling where, like, it's damn near like drugs where you're just like you want to keep on chasing that and that's what i that's what i kind of like about music too that it's just like there's always room to get better as much as you think you might have like reached the ceiling or whatever like there's always room to just like grow a little bit more try something different like do different stuff and it's just like that feeling of just like what what what, what else can i do what else can i try and i feel like that's something like that's beautiful with music that you can always just find a new lane find something different to do mm-hmm it's just about working hard, bro. Yeah, that you know? too. And that's that struggle, you know, when you come from a struggle and any type of struggle, you know, financial struggle, um, mental struggle, or just physically, right? You don't take those things for granted, just like you were saying. You know, a lot of people are handed things, and when you aren't handed it, you have to work 10 times harder. You're going to work a lot harder to figure out what's going on, what's your next step. And that's another thing he talks about in the movie where you know he before they were playing these little ass shows in the dr right and 
eventually, you know, he blew up, but he still goes back to play at those little cities in the country because it's like, all right, you know, I made it this far, but I can't forget where I came. Yeah, your roots. Honestly, I have um, my homie Dave once, I was at a show, it was like, maybe like a year or two ago, and it was maybe like, I ended up, like, the show ended up kind of falling apart, it was like five to ten people, and just being where I was at, I was like, ah, I'm going to go home, whatever. He called me, and he was like, because uh, he's cool with Rocky Fresh, and he told me that Rocky Fresh was told him that no matter, you got to perform, like, whether it's five people or 5,000, like, it's the exact same show. Like, people should be able to, like, get the same experience no matter what. So kind of similar to what you said, I feel like, like, it, like if you're, like, a, I feel like a true artist is just, like, no matter how many, like, it shouldn't matter, like, how many people are there. No matter how many people are, like, you just got to be there and put on, like, the best show possible. Because you never, like, like I've said before, like, you never know who's going to be in the crowd. It might be five people, but one of those five people might be somebody that gets you to a whole other spot. So I feel like it's just, like, like you said, or just even with me recently, like, I feel like I, I've tried to grow to, like, appreciate, you know. Like, I, I try to go to open mics in my neighborhood and just, like, get used to being in those spaces that, like, nobody knows who I am. And I'm just there to just, you know, I'm just another artist, you know trying to get better at what I'm doing. I feel like just appreciating those moments and just, like, just, like, doing it for the love of the art. Just being there to just, like, take in other people's art, just being there for, like, the love of that. And I feel like that's just something that, like, you, I, I don't ever want to lose. And I feel like, like you said, kind of similar to them, like, them going back to their roots is something that kind of keeps you, like, grounded in, like, how you started and where you came from. Yeah, and just like you mentioned, you know, whether it's five or 5,000 people, mm-hmm. right? I think about that Travis Scott video, yeah. you know, where oh, he's yeah. performing rodeo that's, and that's then some crazy ass shit. And then people kick it to his Astro World tour, right? And yeah, everybody start. Everybody Everyone starts, starts somewhere. somewhere Swear to God, I was just gonna say <laughs> that's what I've learned as an artist is like, like Kendrick's a great example. Like I, I I've kind of like like looked into his past and stuff. Like everybody starts at these little shows like if you think that just like because this person's one of the biggest artists in the world doesn't mean like they didn't start so like if you think that you're just gonna like somehow shoot up out of nowhere and not have to do any of these little shows like most people don't most people get lucky they blow up off the internet and their first show is like sold out or something but most of us are just most people in general you gotta go through like the you know the struggles of doing these local shows trying out plus i feel like for me it's allowed me to like get better at actually performing like i i would like I even like we were talking about Justin Bieber. Like if I if I think about it, like if I got famous when I started doing music like 17, 18, I would not have been ready at all for any of that. And like to perform and stuff like that. Like I'm glad like now where I'm at now. Like I feel even I'm still not where I want to be, but like I feel way more prepared to deal with something popping off than if I was 17, 18, and you know the whole world's coming at you. It's like I could understand you just you know losing into all that stuff going on. Yeah, and then that's why a lot of dudes, they just, they crumble under that. But like, you get, I mean, everybody's looking at you, the next drop. That's why I feel like a lot of guys, too, like, they blow up, and then, you know, that next project, if it doesn't reach that, you know, like, usually, like, people, they, like, they, that sophomore project doesn't sophomore hit. Slump. Yeah, sophomore slump. Like, a lot of people don't hit that. But that's, like, something that just, like, gets ingrained in people. And I feel like you look at a lot of artists that do it for years, like, you, f- I feel like they're more prepared for that than somebody that just happened to blow up. And then a lot of times they're just like happy to be there when like like you say people that have been doing it for years like they've kind of like you've been preparing for this moment so that you're already ready to go. I feel like the perfect artist or at least the artist that had the perfect come up was like Bad Bunny, right? Yeah. I got into him late, but yeah. Okay, so you know, like 2017, 2018, you know, Bad Bunny starts getting his recognition. Uh, 2019 is that when he released that album? 
So 2019, you know, he did Soltera. Yeah. So he also had I Like It. So yeah. all of these little features, you know, leading up. Um, and then he finally released that big ass project and the whole world's fucking watching him. Yeah. So, and he had, I guess he kind of had a benefit, right? Because he had the biggest project, got nominated for a Grammy. I, I think he won a Grammy for that too. But he didn't have to deal with all the publicity because the world fucking yeah. shut down. <laughs> Damn, yeah, you didn't think about it. That was low key, a low key blessing in the skies room. And that dude still sold out his yeah. fucking tour in like a couple hours. It didn't even take a day, bro. Yeah, but that's where you had, I feel like he's one of those, like when you got the sauce, like you got it in that moment. Like he's one of those dudes that like he just has it right now. And when you got it, you just gotta go at it. And I feel like that's what he's that's what he's done a lot too. But I, I for me, like I, I haven't. I, I I was like in the reggaeton like when I was a kid during like Daddy Yankee. Like, I, I'm just kind of coming back to it, like diving in everything. And I kind of what I appreciate about Bad Bunny is he like he's very experimental to me for a lot of like reggaeton, and I, I like appreciate like the different lanes he tries to go into. So I got I got a lot of respect for like the different stuff he tries to do. There's a lot of dope reggaeton coming out. Yeah, I've been I've been I've been trying to like jump into that a little bit more and and try to get a better understanding of that. I definitely love it. Uh, I love the sounds. I don't really understand. I like Spanish the girls that like dance that. to it. There you go, bro. Hey, uh, uh, all the Latin shorties. For real, that's that's why I started learning Bad Bunny. <laughs> all right, bro. So no, one last question I have for you. It was something that you mentioned me. Uh, how do you heal from those struggles? I think time. time. You got to give it. Because I feel like a lot of times people feel like like they want stuff to happen in the moment. I've learned that with music. I've learned that just with life. And I feel like, like I think there's like a saying, like, time heals all. Like, I feel like you just have to, like, Throwback to episode five, I think. <laughs> I don't remember. Time heals all wounds, question mark. No, but yeah, that's true, bro. Time heals all wounds, you know. Drake said it in his song, Time Heals All. Um, Bryson Tiller, another. Yeah, that's like, I feel like that's just like a theme that like, if you think that like stuff's going to just happen, or like you got to, I feel like it's like, you got to just like give it days. And like, I feel like what I've learned like with music or just stuff in general is like, you got to just work at it. Like it's not going to happen. It just like, there's not going to be this, magical moment that just all of a sudden stuff happens like i feel like a lot of stuff with life is just something you gotta just chip away at and just like work at work at and like also be okay with like going backwards like i feel like some people they think that you're just gonna go 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 and it's gonna be cool like you're gonna have setbacks like there's gonna have stuff that comes because it's life like life happens there's stuff that happens that just outside of our control but i feel like the more you just focus on what you can control focus on just like getting a little bit better like that day like well we, we uh me and my manager used to run uh track in high school and it's something that uh, our coaches tell us is like just like getting better every day because running really like running is just like you gotta grow your endurance and endurance happens just chipping away at it so i feel like that's just something for like life to just to heal is just giving yourself that time to do that you gotta be one percent better every day i don't know man i think uh how do you heal from wounds? Yeah, definitely, like you said, time. That's really all, because I, I, I feel like it's also, like, that's, like, a, individually, like, everybody has their different stuff. Like, we said, kind of, like, some people like to work out, some people like to draw, some people write, some people, I don't know, go on a drive. Like, everybody has their, like, different things that help them, but I feel like everything kind of surrounds itself around, like, just time, like, giving yourself that time to just do that, or just, like, you know, stepping away and being alone with yourself. We're just I feel like, yeah, just time is just something that I feel like is something that, like, is some that like we we talk about it like some that like people I feel like people don't value it enough like your time like your 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 space just giving yourself like that time and then using your time valuable 
valuably in like what you want to do, not just what somebody else wants to, or you know, a relationship or a job. Like really looking at yourself and being like, how am I using my time, and am I using it for something that makes me happy that like lets me wake up and want to do what I want to do. Especially as an artist, yeah. I think that's one of the things that. I try to focus most on, you know, when I do reach out to somebody, you know, I try to value their time yeah. and not waste it. No, we, we, I've dealt with a lot of that. There's a lot of people that do that. But like you said, a lot of people don't, they don't think about that. Like they're just so focused on trying to, you know, do their thing. They don't, but I feel like that's like a, that's a really like good trait, like just for people in general to have is like to have somebody else's time or feelings in mind. Just because you never know. I feel like also like we were talking about earlier, like when you work in like a you know a retail job where you're doing somebody, you don't know what's going on in somebody's life. You don't know what's going on in their head to just like I feel like it's it's easy to be kind of nice to somebody. Like as much like you know, there's people that deserve you know being an asshole too. But like I feel like it's it's way easier to just be nice to everybody and just go about life, you know, in a calm, cool way rather than just, you know, trying to get into a motherfucker all the damn time. Yeah, it definitely is easier to be nice to people. It's like they say, you know, I had a manager one time where she had told me, she's like, it's harder to be mad at somebody, to stay mad at somebody than just to, you know, forgive them. And that really, like, stuck with me because it's like, you know, why Why the fuck am I going to try to be mad at somebody? I might have told her that. I don't fucking remember. But Plus, I feel like if the person don't give a fuck, it's like you just being mad about some shit that nobody else cares about <laughs> you. And it's like you just going like, up against it for no reason. It's like like you said, it's just like it's easier to just let it go. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know. That's That's like what I was telling you, right? If I get mad at somebody, I'll be mad at them for like two minutes. And then I'll be like, all right, cool. Whatever. I've been told recently I have anger issues. Um, but I, my shit comes and goes. But I ain't that bad. But you really gotta piss me off. I'm a straight up. I'm a Scorpio too. So, yeah. So if I if I get into it, we gonna get into it. Uh, he, <laughs> he said he's toxic. But yeah, man. You know, time heals all wounds. I think. <laughs> I guess that's a key to life, right? Rem- remember that one. Remember this interview. Bro, that's the key right there. That's the key in the interview. Time heals all. All right, bro. So moving forward to close out the show, we're gonna go ahead and have you present your object. So my dad passed away in uh two years ago now. Um, but something that we both kind of shared was a uh, love for soccer. So uh, he owned an auto repair shop on um, 47th of California. And uh, I don't know if you know anything about soccer, but he uh, was a big uh, there's a, a team in uh, Mexico called America. Mm-hmm. And he used to hang this flag in his auto repair shop. So this is something that, like, I've been a fan of this team. My little brother is literally named after the, soccer, the goalie for them. My mother, his name is literally that because of him. So, like, this is like a family thing for me. Like we bleed this shit. So this is a flag that I, I hold very close to my heart that I got from my dad. So yeah, this is the item though. Where's the jersey, bro? Shit, it's at the crib. I'm also Guatemo Blanco. That's my boy. We in this. That's one of my favorite players of all time. But yeah, that's that's something that I hold very dear to my heart. Um, and just like sports in general, especially like soccer in Mexico. That's something that I hold very close to me. But yeah. Put you that item, yeah. Nah, man, that's what's up. And you know what? I really appreciate you bringing that out. Thank you, bro. Definitely, I'm sure it keeps you going. So, yeah, but thank you guys for watching. That's gonna be it for Sad Boy Radio. Make sure you go stream his new project, Superstar Nico right. Supremo. And that'll be all. Peace out. This is Sad Boy Radio.